Oh my god, I said that and then I like was real delayed in pushing the button. Aww. Can't even follow my own rules. I can't. You've got mail. How will you ever raise a child? Who knows? Just gonna wing it. Like I do life, my eyeliner, and everything else. Hello. And welcome to Everything Trying to Kill You, the smart and funny podcast hosted by three equally smart and funny women. I am Megan. I'm Mary Kay. I'm Mary. And today we are talking about David Slade's 2005 dramatic thriller, Hard Candy. But before we dive into that, I just want to remind everyone that our 2019 Bitch and Quotes calendar is still available if you want to buy one and be reminded of all the incredible things that we say month after month. <laughs> they are $20 shipped, which is a fucking steal. If you ask me, just hit us up on, I guess, social media of any sort and let us know that you want one. Or in person or on email or like any way you feel like you can get a message to us. Yes. We yes. will sell you stuff. Write me a handwritten letter. Give me a carrier pigeon. At the bar, send me a drink with a little umbrella in it. And on the umbrella, write, <laughs> give me that calendar. Oh, my God. With your mailing address. Any and all of these. Uh, we <laughs> accept Venmo. If Venmo does not work, just let us know and we will do our best to work with you. Yeah, we will also take pretty much any form of payment that you want to give us. So we can get real creative. You're right. So if you want a calendar, we'll sell you a calendar. Yeah. Just let us know. Good talk. All right. So I picked Bye. I picked <laughs> I picked two very different icebreakers. Oh god. Which one would you like to do? The serious one Obviously, or the both. stupid one? All right. We'll start with the serious one first. So serious question was what was your reaction the first time you watched this movie and how old were you? And how is it different now? I don't remember how old I was. I think I was 20. Yeah. When yeah. I watched it the first time. Because it was not long after it came out. Not long enough for me to look at it and be like, look at those shitty pants. Like, look how crappy <laughs> that is. Like, nobody talks over chats like that anymore. Oh my Everybody has video chat now. It's so old. This was 2005. I know, but technology was so primitive then. Like, oh, yeah. She called Amazon, Amazon.com. Like, we needed to know that, that it was a website. I fell apart a couple of times because of stuff like that. Yeah. Well, in 2005, I would have been age appropriate to this character of Haley mm-hmm. because I believe canonically she is 17. Yeah. So she would be a high school senior, which is, I, I graduated in 2005. So you old. Oh, <laughs> Mary's that face. Is, the last episode we talked about, maybe the one before, but my Dr. Wine incident where my oh, yes. five years younger sister is getting married. My brother, my younger brother <laughs> is already married. I, meanwhile, have a smaller version of my dog playing with my dog in the background. They were making out. So I'm doing great. Mary, you're going to be cool Aunt Mary that gets to tell your nieces and nephews about sex and give them their first cigarette and drink and condoms because they're too embarrassed to buy the right size. (laughs) You're going to be so important to them. You can teach my child all the cool things. I'm not going to give them a cigarette because I'm not, it took me a long time to actually quit. So I'm not giving them any cigarettes. But I was joking about that. Of course not. Why would you poison them? Right. Well, I mean, I would give them alcohol. So clearly I would. (laughs) You're supposed to corrupt their mind, not kill them, give them cancer. Mary God. You're going to give them their first Sylvia Plath book. That's what I meant to say. Not cigarettes. Mm, That's true. But also there's a huge flaw in your logic here. In what fucking universe am I somebody's aunt instead of their auntie? Well, I thought I said auntie. Did I not? You did not. I heard it because I have an Aunt Mary on my dad's side, but on my mom's side, I'm always auntie. Yeah. <laughs> or Tante. I have an auntie, uh, my Aunt Kimmy. Uh, aunt Kimmy. Um, mm-hmm. See how I did that? See how weird it sounds? Mm-hmm. But I also don't call her auntie because she's only three years older than me. I would definitely call her auntie when she was too. only three years older oh, than no, me. So we used to chase her around the house calling her Tante, which is like, I can't even remember. Is it Creole? I don't know, but it's some weird tree shit that we would chase her around the house and be like, Tante Kimlin, Tante It's from Alice Walker of this, I'm sure. I think it's Creole. 
Yeah, Tante Kimlin, Tante Kimlin. Oh my god. Yeah, so it means auntie, but she really hated being called auntie because she was only three years older than me. In fact, she has a niece who is older than she is. So then we took it to the next level by making it real ethnic and specific to our family. Of course. Um, and also, in Trinidad, not necessarily the weirdest fucking thing to have nieces and nephews older than you. Just saying. All it's not that weird anywhere. It's uncommon, but it's not yeah. Like weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, my grandmother started having babies at 15. Yeah. So they're spread way out, which is oh, not... Oh, that's a- actually not the direction that I was thinking in. I was thinking, like, what man, when he gets divorced, goes for, like, an age-appropriate spouse again? Mm-hmm. Also that. You know? I mean, <laughs> her ex, my grandfather... Married Anna and had more kids, but they're much closer in age to his previous daughters then. Also, that's a whole like episode about like who is actually related to who in my family and who is not even kind of. It's like a whole thing. Oh, look, when I go to my dad's house, we look like the fucking Jolie Pitt kids. Like, we are all different. <laughs> <laughs> and then at my mom's house, it looks like a Sicilian wedding. It does. Yeah. I dig it. Except for everyone's yelling. Not because they're mad, they just are hard of hearing and Lebanese. So. <laughs> I was going to say, that also still sounds pretty Sicilian to me. So yeah, I was say, Every Italian family yeah. I've known, there's, just, there's a fair amount they of They yell. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, back to Hard Candy. Yes. What oh, was yeah. different watching it this time? Wait, how old were you when you watched it, Megan? I watched it after it had come out. So I was like a sophomore in high school. So I was still pretty. Oh, so you were real age appropriate. Like yeah. you were like 14, which is what Haley says she is. Yeah. Yeah, I believe the backstory is confirmed by the creative team is that she is 17. Right, but she lies about being 14. Exactly. Which is an interesting inversion about how most girls lie that they're older when they're 17. Not that I did. I just let people believe what they wanted to believe. There you go. So basically the thesis of this question is when this movie came out, we all related to Haley age-wise, and now we all relate to the pedophile age-wise. Right? Yeah. Womp, womp, womp. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> and in zero other ways, including his entirely pink aesthetic apartment. What the fuck? Yeah. I mean, it's Patrick Wilson. I'm always going to, like, just be happy his face is Man, like- they did such a good job of making him gross because he's so cute, you know? Like, he's just like oh, a, he's, a cutie. Yeah. He's a delight. <laughs> like, an innocuous cutie to me. It's like, I don't know. He's like the friend I would have that I could conceptualize as being attractive and I'd set him up with all my hot single friends and then mm-hmm. never actually want to. Never ever. be jealous about it. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Funny question, too, since she's thong girl 14. Yeah, because there were 13 other thong girls. Definitely. <laughs> I was going to say, mine was thong girl 13 because I was thong girl before it was cool. <laughs> Nipples and Toes 22. Did you guys see that episode of Master of None? I taught it last semester and all of my students tripped out about that screen name. So funny. Or I guess Instagram handle is what we've rebranded it for our generation. Yes, of course. What was yours, Megan? I know Megan had a dope one. Oh my gosh. Megan was a gamer, y'all, if you didn't know that, or is. Yes, well, my gamer tags are much cooler than my high school AIM screen names. We'll be the judge of that. Way before high school, like... Back in the day. I'm so excited. I cannot handle Middle it. school. <laughs> My aim name was Surfing Sweetie. Did you surf? Yeah. I grew up surfing in South Carolina. That's the weirdest fucking sentence a person has said. I grew up surfing <laughs> in South Carolina? Yeah. Charleston. You, you can surf in Charleston. We surfed. No, I lived in Charleston. It's oh. just that people surfed in Virginia Beach, too. Just because you can surf there doesn't mean one should. Oh, yeah. I grew up surfing with my brother. Well, my brother surfed, and I always wanted to, like, tag along with my older brother. Uh-huh. So, second oh. misnomer, were you a sweetie also at this time? Oh, no, I've never been very sweet. I was just a fan of alliteration. But yeah, so I was surfing, sweetie. And then when I got to high school and I was queen of the scene and the OMG thing became popular, it was O-H-E-M-G-E-E, Megan was my Spelled name. Out OMG, Megan. I remember that, actually. Yeah, do you? That's real embarrassing. Yeah, I remember talking to you on an instant <laughs> messenger from my dorm room and that was your... Oh, that's real unfortunate. It's not. I mean, you could do worse. Yep, so that was me. What were you? I don't remember what mine was, but I know that at some point I had one because I don't know how this happened. But <laughs> like my my friend group started calling me Murdog and then it was Murdog K. And then there was like a ludicrous song that mentioned Burberry Cologne. We had no idea what this was, of course. Like we were Of course. But they started calling me Murberry Cologne. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that was an AIM screen name. 
back then. Yeah. It's not the worst. It's stupid, but it's like, it's funny. <laughs> it's not that bad. What were you, Mary? There was some line in some movie. I can't even remember what movie now. But some line in some movie. And I'm sure it had something to do with Paul Walker because, hey, <laughs> rest in peace, baby. I was on the ludicrous end of that spectrum. Of the Fast and Furious spectrum. There you go. I'm sorry. You forget. He wasn't always there. Yeah. He was only in number <laughs> the original two, right? Fast and Furious. Yeah, he was right. the only one with any line delivery at all, which shocked me. I thought Tyrese held his own. Oh, I'm stupid. I just totally blacked out Tyrese <laughs> in my head. How dare you? Yeah, your vagina's real broken. <laughs> I'm broken. I'm so broken. Tyrese. <laughs> Your vagina is broken. You're about to start crying like Tyrese does in that video. Oh my God, I can see it. You're like, oh God. Oh my God, Mary, if you don't tell me what your screen name that was inspired by Paul Walker is, I'm going to vomit. She can do that on command now. Somebody, I can't remember if it was actually him or someone talking to him or what, some joke about like cream and coffee referring to an actual human being, like a joke that no one would make today. Of course. But I was like, haha, they mentioned mixed girls in a movie. And that was my screen name, like cream and coffee (laughs) or coffee and cream, something to that effect. And then I can't remember why I changed it. I may have gotten myself into a little hot water where I realized that, like, talking to strangers was terrifying. Mm-hmm. Which, for me, the threshold would have been very low. It would have been, like, a single conversation that got slightly weird, and I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> and I changed it to uh, Trini Mix 05. It sounds like a mixed dream. 05, yes. On my graduation year, of course. Oh, my goodness. I love it. All of these are horrific. Yeah. Speaking of things that are horrific, <laughs> what makes this movie scary? <laughs> Other than pedophilia, because that's obviously scary. Yeah, I feel like that's the answer. Like, that's the the one definitely right answer. Yeah. For me, it's not even pedophilia. It's what's true and what's not. Like, there's so much that we don't see or don't get confirmation about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did it. Oh, Him and his oh. friend did it. According to the director, he did it. According to the director, he admits to as much as he is aware of so to get away with it. But, like, the director's point of view on this was that he didn't do anything to that. So he just watched his friend do it. No, but that he may not have been involved at all. He may have known about it somehow and certainly should have told the cops that he knew about it. But that he doesn't have pictures. Like, he wasn't actually involved. That he admits to things thinking it'll get him out of the situation. Is that why he's listed on all, like, the websites and things as our protagonist, even though he's very obviously a pile of trash? And is a pedophile, in fact. Yes. We know that. Even if he didn't murder this girl, he's a pedophile. Same shit. I mean, like, jump. Right. No, I imagine he's listed as the protagonist, because at this point, Patrick Wilson was a huge Broadway star, and Ellen Page didn't exist. That's fair. Yeah, that's probably why. And they're, like, the only two people in the movie, except for Sandra Oh for four seconds. And even then, she did it because she already knew Ellen Page from the Canadian film scene. And was like, yeah, I'll help you out. I love Sandra Oh. I just want to throw that out there. Me, too. Just started watching Killing Eve. It's everything that people have been telling me it was. It's that good. No, but, like, yeah, just not knowing how much is true. Because also, she's saying all this stuff, and she's, she's also lying. Like, if I take her at face value, then if I believe what she's saying, then she is a murderer already. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll, kind of. She like Charles Manson this situation, which is like a little better and a little worse, right? She convinced somebody to do it. Clearly, no compulsions about stopping. Like, this is an ongoing thing. She doesn't seem to have a lot of guilt about it. In fact, she seems to like feel better about the fact that she Mansoned it, right? Because when she actually has to wrap him up with the saran wrap, it freaks her the fuck out. But, like, watching somebody else kill him. I didn't think it freaked her out. I thought being, like, shoved... And maybe some ribs broken was what made her collapse then. That's the same scene, right? With the saran wrap? I mean, she has a couple moments of breakdown. I think we're going to talk about that in a little bit, too, of how vulnerable she really is. But yeah, just for me, it was like, you know, why do I make the judgment calls I do about what's really bad and what's not so bad? And if it's so incredibly difficult to know the truth, even when the camera's being pointed at exactly what we're supposed to see, to walk away with a certain set of information, to put together a certain way... And we still walk away not actually being able to trust that half of it is real. So I trust my instinct when he shows up to take a 14-year-old on a date. That's a pedophile. Yep. Whether you did anything or not, you are inches away from it. And uh, that's unacceptable in society. And you don't have any self-control because she told you yeah. that she's 14. And her name is Thong Girl, 14. Yes, which means she doesn't know where the social boundaries right. are either. So you don't need to prey upon her because that's exactly what you're doing in theory. Also, she knows that he did it. I mean, whether she actually knows or not, she's convinced herself that she knows. 
And he stabs that painting and he says, thank you, Haley, for letting me realize what I actually am. And there's no one there for him to tell that to. So he did it. Whether he actually did it or not, he did it. Yeah, but this is the entire premise of Minority Report, guys. Can we run around punishing people for things we expect them to do? Yeah, but he watched his friend murder that girl. Even if he didn't kill her, which I think he did, whether the director has to explain it that he didn't or not, I think he did. Because we're led to believe that he did because he confessed to doing it and then jumped off the roof. So, I don't know. I just uh, I just feel like if someone is telling you that somebody's a pedophile and it's a child, you should believe them. Yes. No matter how crazy they are. Maybe they've become crazy because they've been molested. Yeah. Like, no, I don't that have seems a, to follow for me. The question of belief or not of like a human being on principle is one thing entirely. Then we're given a specific circumstance, which is that this is not like a child disclosing to somebody. This is a child, as far as we know, a child, you know. And to the best of my understanding, the only reason she is still a minor, they actually gave her a line about being 18 years old and she refused to say it because she felt like it undercut that journey. That it was important. Yes, it did. I'm glad she didn't. Important that she actually was a child. Yeah. Otherwise, it villainizes her because it makes her culpable. Right. Yeah. And I don't think that's what this movie is trying to do. No, that's not the story that it's trying to tell. Exactly. I don't think so either. I don't think she is a villain. I don't think she is the villain. I think that I also not sure I want her running around the world either. No, no, no. No, definitely not. She is also evil. But in this case, the lesser. Far lesser. He may be an irredeemable monster for what he could do, but she is a monster maybe irredeemable, but for what she's actually doing. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know if she's irredeemable. I don't know what mm. her backstory is. I don't know. Like, there's so much life ahead of you when you're 17 and your brain is still squishy. I just know myself and that I am a sucker for a vigilante fucking beatdown. So I feel like, go ahead, girl. Do all the shit that our justice system isn't doing still. Yep. Look, I put a note in here that it reminds me of the way I felt about, like, we always used to say, people would ask, like, do you ever just want to throttle these kids when you talk about the kind of stuff that happens to you in the course of your work day. And the answer was always, no, I want to fucking hunt down their parents. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely correct. Like, there are no, I mean, I guess there aren't bad kids. Like they've been, I don't think. No, they mean, they've been handed bad situations or a bad set of cards. For the most part, kids are what you bring them to be. I mean, there's obviously some exceptions to this, but... I was going to say, I've only met a kid or two in my life that I was like, well, I don't know how you got a different outcome there. Like, I'm not sure what you could have said or done to this kid. I'm not sure what... Like, there's nothing identifiable about you or your home life that, you know, a little shift there would have mattered. Like, this is... Ooh, that's kind of... And that's scary. Yeah. I feel like evil kids are few and far between in life, and that's why they're my trifecta of shit I can't handle. Is because, like... Yeah. There's nothing you can do about that. Yeah, and I don't think that that happens hardly ever. It's so rare. You really have to have, like, a bad egg. Yeah. And that is not even their fault. And even then with a bad egg, sometimes those bad eggs can bounce back. But, like, when you have the kids that can't, then you know that, like, shit's real fucked up. Yeah. And it's more of, like, a, I don't want to say, like, biology, but it is kind of, like, a chemical thing. that is still, like, just happened to ask them. It's not, like, an evil choice they're making. Not when they're kids. So, yeah, the vigilante thing definitely, like, hits a lot of home for me for that reason. Also, I didn't actually do it. I have not castrated, murdered, or incited to suicide another human being. Well, she didn't castrate or murder anybody either. I have not incited to suicide another human being. No, Not that I know of. Yeah, but if somebody murdered me, would you not try to do that to them? There is a right answer. If someone murdered you? If somebody tried to murder you, would I not try to murder them back? Yeah, or convince them to murder themselves? That'd be even better, right? Yeah, maybe. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Like, I'd at least give them a real brutal, like, shakedown of some sort. I'm gonna make them feel real bad about themselves. Yes, that's the right answer. (laughs) (laughs) I would... Mary has too many feelings. We've established this. Uh, make a decision. Well, that's what I'm, saying. I'm trying to imagine like <laughs> what I would do. Don't think about it. Act emotionally. Come on. That's another thing about the teenage girl like trope in the movie where it's like you expect her to be like emotional and she's not. She's real calculated. And I loved that. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's another reason it's harder for me to watch this. The first time I saw it, it was like, oh, that's very impressive of her. And now it's like, took me a long time to get there and now that I have it has made me do the opposite of this thing like when I was emotional I was much more emotional or had a harder time regulating my feelings I was much more likely to be like revenge 
And now I'm much more likely to be like, take care of yourself and the people you love. (laughs) (laughs) Don't put yourself in prison, dumbass. And now I watch it and I'm like, yeah, she's well prepared, but there's something very teenaged about being like, well, this is the only way to make it right. Even though I can apparently hack the dude's phone, get into his safe. Like I can clearly set all of this up. Like at any point, she could have just pressed any number of send buttons and had the police on their way screaming. And told them, hey, he asked me out on a date. Yep. I came to his home because I believed that the stuff was here and I was able to gain access to it face to face with him. Hello, Dateline. Yes, I'm a 14 year old at a grown man's house. See you in 20 minutes. <laughs> exactly, but she didn't do that. No, but she could have, but she didn't. She didn't do that. The thing is, it wouldn't have felt as good. And then we wouldn't have had a damn movie to talk about, Mary God. I thought that would have been a cool movie too. She could have let him ride for ages and then just yeah, you're right. had it end slightly differently. So there's something really kind of impulsive and unconsidered about that. She almost gets caught. There are several moments where he almost physically bests her. Like this could have gone very differently at any moment. Sometimes she just got lucky, but it felt good to do this. It felt better to do this than it did to do the other thing. That's what it felt like to me watching it this time as opposed to, you know, 10 years ago. Megan, you were saying, are we all in agreement of what? Yeah, on who the bad guy is. Because the internet, obviously, is just like, this is the protagonist. Here's our anti-hero. Here's our antagonist. But honestly, they all suck and they're all the bad guy. Yeah, but I definitely like Haley better than Jeff. Oh, same. Absolutely. I like Judy. Yeah, she's solid. Lady down the street. Yeah. Also, because I feel like she is sharper than she necessarily gets credit for. The whole, like, why were you on the roof? And was it raining thing? Like... She almost brings that whole thing crashing down. down. Yeah, and she says it's a really slick thing where she's like, well, how long are you in town? I'm always looking for another babysitter. Bitch, no, you aren't. You don't get strangers to babysit your children. No, you don't. It's real slick. But a 14-year-old would be pumped about it, though. What do you think are the odds that she had zero intent, like that she only went over there because she was suspicious that Haley was shady as fuck? I think so she probably she, had the Girl Scout cook. Oh, no. She may not have because she didn't have payment for him or anything. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Judy is slick as fuck. I like her. Ooh, Judy. Oh, my God. Wait. Judy is actually just Sandra Owen killing Eve. <gasps> Judy is Eve. That's what the answer is. I'm glad you figured something out. I don't know what that means. So. Math is not. <laughs> I can't do it in my head. I'll do all your math for you. Thank you, baby. Oh, that's really nice. Best friends. Okay, so the bad guy, I think, I just, Jeff is so gross. And he is so gross. I want him brought down. And if he can bring himself down, cool. Mm-hmm. However it happens, it happens as long as it happens. Yeah, and I still want to go back to the thing about, and this is something that I tell my students all the time, like, well, in an interview, the actor, the author or whatever revealed, no, that doesn't count. That's like someone being in a museum standing next to their painting saying, oh, this shape means sadness. I didn't yeah. know that for based on your art alone. So it doesn't count. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I mean, it should stand by itself. I totally agree. It's cool that the director actually said one thing or the other because most of the time they're like, mom, no, like, what do you think? But also I'm calling bullshit on it because I don't think that's true. I think that he was at least there. Maybe he did just want to take photos of it, but that incriminates you as much, if not more. Guilty by association. Yeah, because you knew better and you did it anyway. Yeah, and you had the opportunity to, if not stop it, like if if for whatever reason you didn't feel like physically you were able to stop it, you also had the opportunity to. Yeah, you go squeal right away, right away. You You did not. And then you chose to take a 14 year old girl on a date to a coffee shop. Named Thong Girl 14. Yeah, go fuck yourself, Jeff. No. There were so many things that occurred to me this time, but I think a lot of it is just that, like, you grow up and you get better at thinking about consequences, right? So I was like, oh, maybe I wouldn't report it even if I thought it were horrifying and it traumatized me. Yes, you would. If I knew that I did have a bunch of questionable pictures in my house. If I, I mean, as him, like not as myself yeah. personally. Obviously, Ooh, okay. First of all, personally, you've got I would dirty be in that. pictures, Mary. First of all, they're questionable pictures, and that alone is illegal, especially if you took them yourself. Well, that's what I mean. As I think through, how do you make sense of this to yourself? Like, how do you get to this point? How do you justify these choices to yourself? How does this character live and keep moving on with his life? 
Because I don't think the story told here was that this is a man without feelings who has never cared about anyone. No. So it was interesting to me then to wonder, like, if that's who you are, and you are also this, like, how do you fucking function? And then I was like, well, on a simple, practical level, I wouldn't invite cops to my house if I knew I had weed stashed in every other drawer. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't invite cops into my life if I had fucking kitty porn everywhere. I have neither of those things. Cops are welcome in my home. My gosh, you said kitty porn and my head was not K-I-D-D-I-E. It was K-I-T-T-Y. I'm like, Mary, why do you? Yeah, why are we bringing this up? That's what I thought too. Honestly, that's what I heard. It's like, why are we talking? Does that mean that I follow cat Instagrams because I follow a bunch of cute cat Instagrams? Well, I think that is though part of it, right? Like that's how I mean, based on the very little crime writing that I've been able to stomach slash read because it was required of me. That's how pedophiles kind of function in daily life, right? Is like. If they're not hurting anyone outright, the pictures of someone else doing it are a buffer so that they can rationalize not doing it actually. But the reason that that is also criminalized and should be is that someone did it for your benefit. There's no market for it. The supply doesn't exist. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think that has anything to do with the whole like pink bedroom? Yeah. I was going to say the pink bedroom is the real antagonist of this film. Yeah, mm. definitely horrifying. One of the closers that I recommended, we don't have to do this, is what's the grossest thing that Patrick did aside from the pedophilia? Like just taste-wise or, yeah, like has a yeah. pink bedroom. Ugh, love it. It's not just the pink. Like, honestly, I appreciate when a man employs pink in his wardrobe or decor in a judicious way. I appreciate when anyone employs pink or really any color. It's hard to do judiciously. It is. Yeah. It's hard to do judiciously, and I appreciate it from men because they've got just about every possible societal message telling them they shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. But when it's well done, it's so nice. It is For a sure. color that makes yeah. people feel like warm fuzzies inside. We've studied this, right? I so, hate pink. Okay, it you can so much. hate pink. And I get what you're saying. I just needed to let you know that the warm and fuzzies I get from the color hey, pink. Hey, everybody raise your hand if you thought Megan would like pink. No one's raising their Nobody hand. Raised everybody <laughs> raised their hand. They are all so surprised. Shocked. Stunned even. So yeah, I appreciate that. Like, I remember as a kid, so my dad would get Lacoste polos, but only at the outlet all marked down because something was fucking wrong with them or whatever. So we always had pink polos, either light pink or like bright pink, like like very like bubblegum magenta. Pepto-Bismol pink. Yeah, because men wouldn't buy them. Yeah. So they'd be marked down to like $4. My dad wore pink all the time too. I mean, not all the time, but like sometimes. So we could get a polo that had been marked down to like $4 or something crazy as shit because no man would buy it because it was pink. And I remember as a kid thinking like, I think it looks nice. Why aren't they doing this? Yeah. And I still appreciate that. That bedroom is... Pepto-Bismol. All of it. The opposite of that. Yeah, it does not give you the warm and fuzzies. No, it feels like he might try to make his bedroom as close to a vagina as humanly possible. Yeah. Oh my god. That's exactly what I was thinking. You smuggle up in your sheets and you're like, mm, if all of this were slimy, it'd be perfect. Like, that's disgusting. Uh, uh, uh. Why slime, Mary? Why slime? Something's wrong, girl. Slime? Can you go to the doctor if it's slimy? Do you often have men inside of your vagina when it isn't? Not slimy. Gross. <laughs> what is the word you would use? I'm sorry. I thought it really fit the effect of the story I was trying to tell at the time. Yeah, it but did. What word would you like also, it, then you made it personal, and I was like, no, not slimy. Would you like me to describe his, like, imaginary child vagina bedroom in a more appealing way? No, but okay. other humans' actual vaginas, yes. That is a bummer. Well, I'm sure yours is. <laughs> Please finish. Don't that worry, sentence. I'll Please wait. Finish it. <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm sure yours looks exactly like cotton candy. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Before you squeeze it in your fist and make it into like a mush. That's what, I think it looks a little bit like bubbles, maybe. Like when you're partway into it. So there's fluff and also the... There's the dramatic turn the episode always takes. There it is. I was wondering how we were going to make this funny. (laughs) The answer is cotton candy. 
No, I'll never be able to enjoy it again. I will. Cotton candy sounds awesome. Oh my well, gosh. if you were a diabetic, you wouldn't. Anyway, that's what well, I found out. Okay, yesterday. yes, I guess so. If that, yeah. I'm just going to keep making everything you've ever loved a bummer. Pink, vaginas, cotton candy. Nope, it's all nasty. You know what else is nasty? Shaky cam, which is a thing that I did not notice oh. the first time I watched this because it was so popular. Blair Witch yes. Project. Cloverfield came out right after this, I uh-huh. think. And I was watching it this time and I was like, unnecessary. Unnecessary. We understand there is a struggle. Just show it. Show the struggle. <laughs> I do not need to be nauseated in the process. They're trying to tell you how to feel, Mary Kay. Tell me how to feel. Yeah, I could tell I'd aged because it made me a little nauseous. Yeah. Also, the blocking of the fight scenes, I couldn't tell if it was good because the camera wouldn't hold fucking still. And I could only imagine how frustrating that probably was for the person who choreographed that. Because it looked like it was probably really good with fucking choking him with fucking cellophane. Dude. You got to see none of it. That sounds so fun to choreograph. Yeah, no, it was cool as shit. And then we didn't get to see any of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was hard for me. For some of it, I kind of like went like soft eyed. (laughs) You kind of have to. Wasn't watching it specifically. Soft eyed. Yeah. Yeah. But what was beautiful, um, I thought, in the visual storytelling, for me, it was all about texture and shadow. The shadows were all really sharp. They were really defined. They were really like points of light and points of darkness. Yeah, that was cool. And everything looked really visceral. It was all about like sweat. And from that first shot of the cake and then the cake on her mouth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So all of these really like visceral, really textural moments. Mm hmm. It definitely heightened. So even if I had to go a little soft-eyed during the actual fighting, it was like I could already smell the sweat because I could see it in that real high contrast. There's a lot of contrast. So that's my one intellectual contribution for today. Just the one. Everything else is all slimy vaginas. Uh What a wonderful word series of words to segue us into the topic of feminism. <laughs> Almost did a for real fucking spit take. <laughs> also, how is Cotton Candy Slime not already a Nicki Minaj song? You know it is. It's one of like the early ones. Like she was a feature on someone else's and then rebranded it that way. Uh, if this episode is not named Cotton Candy Vaginas, I'm going to be sorely disappointed. I thought it was cotton candy slime. Slime. Okay, that too. So speaking of cotton candy slime, what about feminism, am I right? Hey, so the question being, is Haley a feminist? Yeah, is Haley a feminist? I I don't think it has that much to do with gender. I think it has more to do with age. Yeah. I think I remember the first time I watched this for some reason, and it was probably because I thought I was cool and in high school and in intellect. I think the first time I watched it, I was just like, she's taking control and I don't know, being a badass girl and I'll show you to take advantage of young girls. But now I watch it now and I'm just like, I don't get that same vibe. Yeah. Well, I still kind of feel that way. And I'm also like, yeah, but you don't have to fall on that grenade. Like just dateline them yeah for you know? sure exactly which i want to watch that movie too that'd be great yeah it's a, like orphan except for it's a 29 year old woman who looks 13 and she gets on with gross dudes and then she's like surprise i'm a grown-ass <laughs> woman and you a nasty ass but you're on room raiders i wonder if that movie were remade today <laughs> like even if you use the exact same script yeah but just the words on the page i imagine it would feel very different i think we're much more open to the reality of gender inequality yeah and to the reality of how gender inequality affects women misogyny affects women from such a young age and how it shapes us growing up and how it shapes the nature of violence in our culture so i feel like that in part may have something to do with when it was made Mm -hmm. yeah i remember it being very like i don't want to say scandalous but remember how when we were watching deliverance and it was like Every man you've ever met who watched it when it came out is like, that's the scariest movie I've ever seen. Because that was happening then, but nobody was talking about it then. Because it was, like, shameful for the victims, which is not fair. I don't know. I feel like our culture, while in so many ways is in need of repair, some things are improving. They're not better yet. They're not good yet, but... 
they are improving. If only because more people are aware of it and more people are going to be like, be like, no, stop. This is fucked up. Mm-hmm. There's just so much more opportunity to say and then be backed up in saying your own truth, sharing your truth. Mm-hmm. Where previously you would have had to stand alone. If there was nobody in your actual day-to-day life who was going to stand with you, you just stood alone. Now, take to Reddit. Yep. Take it to the internet. Someone will be on your team. Yep. Somebody. I mean, you're going to have a lot of trolls too, but you can just block those pretty easily now. Fuck them. You don't even have to go into an aim chat room. You have so many other options. Sykes. <laughs> I can remember getting those CDs for AOL. Yes. When I had a dial-up computer. Uh-huh. And every woman in my life was like, you know, not to go in chat rooms, right? And I was like, why yeah. do I want to talk to a stranger? But uh-uh. No. No, it's supposed to talk to boys I already know who are terrible. <laughs> right. And they're just terrible because they're young. They're going to grow out of it, mostly. Hopefully. Did they, though? Some of them. Some of the way. I had hope at the time. Okay? You're right. A year or two ago for summer camp, the other supervisor and I went around playing it off of YouTube for everybody and seeing if they knew what it was, all the counselors. It was disheartening. I used to go around and just ask people if they knew what a trapper keeper was. Oh my god, I miss my trapper keeper. That was my way of vetting dudes at the bar. Like, do you know what a trapper keeper is? You should not be talking to me if you don't know what a trapper keeper is. Did your pencil case say caboodle? Mom was an off-brand. But you know what I'm talking about, right? Actual caboodles are back. I still have my caboodle, and they sell caboodles again, like the actual caboodle brand in Target right now. So, like, life is coming full circle, everybody. It's basically a tackle box, but pink. Yeah, basically. I got my sister some uh, Lisa Frank flip-flops. Oh, hell yeah. Lisa Frank. My fave, my fave, my jam. So we are split on the notion of Haley as feminist or not? I just think that's not really her agenda. Yeah, she might be. And that may be part of what motivates her to make her decisions. But I don't think that's the point of this film. Yeah, same. Right. But I will say that I do like some of the gender representation in this film and the way the violence was depicted. A lot of times when you see a woman being violent or like towards a woman, I guess, it's usually like very sexualized. Yeah. Yeah. That did not happen in this film. Yeah. Like female on female violence is, you know, ooh, it's a cat fight or female on male violence. It's it's always sexy, but it was definitely not made to be sexy violence in this film. Yeah, that's a really cool point, Megan. Kind of building on what you were saying. The Book of Theory, Men, Women, and Chainsaws, talks a lot about how horror was not... I still don't think there's a category for it in the Oscars. Like, you can't win an Oscar in horror, right? Yeah, okay. No, not even a golden globe, bitches. So they thought it was super lowbrow because it was so akin to pornography because so much of it was, like, close-ups of women crying and screaming underneath men. That's what we got in American Psycho, right? Where it was the old Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And at first we're like, oh my God, they're just going to show him watching porn. And then three seconds later, you're like, oh, that's not porn. That's a classic horror film. Because he uses them interchangeably. Yeah. I don't think most. But yeah, and then also I really liked, we never actually see his photographs of the girls. Yeah. I'm real glad they didn't even come close to showing that because yes. that's not the point. No. We know they're there. And to show them would be an indulgence of that fantasy that is not as innocuous as we pretended it was for a long time. Yeah. But they shot his body hanging off the side of the house, and then they deliberately did not actually use it. I like that. You know what I mean? So, like, there are all these moments of, on the one hand, it's, okay, yeah, it's not blood and gore and guts. That's not what this is about. On the other hand, a lot of these choices served to leave room in the story for doubt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did he die? We don't actually know if he certainly sounded terrible but we don't know right if he died or if the rope snapped or what when he fell off the side of the house we don't know what was in the picture she's looked at and certainly if i opened a roll of photos accidentally like right say this was you know 10 years ago and i went to pick up my pictures at cvs or whatever and i got someone else's accidentally and there were a bunch of pictures of children fully clothed but posing oddly you better believe i would turn those in No one would be arrested for those pictures alone. I would just be concerned. It's a red flag. Yeah, it's a red flag. Then what do you do with that? So it left a lot of room for doubt and for the question of, well, just because she sees a red flag, does that mean it's there? If she's someone who would also do all of this, who would fake a castration, does that person necessarily need to see something justifiable to do all of this? I think I see your point, but I don't think that she lies about the wrong stuff. 
that makes sense. No, I, I don't believe that or feel that way about the character. Just I like leaving that ambiguity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I do think when it comes to vigilante justice, that's like the problem. That is the moral sticking point, right? Mm-hmm. Is that like, what if you're wrong? What if you're wrong? Because then you are the criminal. And well, just- I really liked how the movie did that too, because yeah, she did Charles Manson him, right? Where she convinced him to do this terrible shit. But if she really had nothing on him, if those pictures really weren't that bad, he would have been like, show her. I have nothing to hide because people who have nothing to hide, hide nothing. And then again, he also has the line that says, if you go digging through anyone's house, you're going to find something that embarrasses them. Yes, but that doesn't mean you have to be deeply ashamed of it and you're going to jump off your house from embarrassment. No, I just, that rang truer to me now that I am like a grown ass adult who actually gets embarrassed about things that are embarrassing. (laughs) Yeah, I also, so the point that I was trying to make, but took a really uh, scenic route, is that she does brain ninja him into doing it himself which I don't think she'd be able to do if he wasn't deeply ashamed of something so much that he was scared for his reputation. Because, yeah, I could be embarrassed by some shit you could dig up, but it's not going to, like, destroy me. I mean, I would be like, you shouldn't have done that shit. That was fucked up. You knew it was going to embarrass me. That's on you. Right? That's how I would feel about it. It's like, you shouldn't have done that. It's on you. It's not on her because she walks away. Right? And I think that not seeing him actually dying, because she does, but only for a second from above, he didn't die at her. I think the ambiguity only serves the story. It's good to have those questions about who is right and who is wrong and how much right you have to be to walk away from the story, not the... Like, I I like being able to rewatch it after all this time and have just as many questions, but different ones this time around and have a different perspective on it. Even if the fundamentals of the perspective have not changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's terrifying. There needed to be consequences. Yeah. And I really like uh, the casting of him, too. Because he, he is so, like, lovable and he is, like, innocuously cute to me. I mean. So, can I tell you, like, a weird and impressive thing about this dude, right? So, he went to Carnegie Mellon, which has an incredibly, incredibly prestigious acting program. So, I auditioned there when I was auditioning for schools. And I auditioned for straight theater. And I, in one of my monologues, I sang briefly. And the guy that did my audition was like, hold on one second. Uh, I'm going to get someone. I'll be right back. And he brought somebody else into the room, like the woman who was doing auditions in the other room. And said, okay, do the whole thing again. Have me do both of my monologues. And I conferred for a second. And she asked me to sing again. So I sang again. It's just like, sing whatever you want. I sang Somewhere Over the Rainbow or something. Just the first song that popped into my head kind of song. And they asked me to come back but to Pittsburgh next time, because I auditioned in New York. And they asked me to mm-hmm. audition in Pittsburgh at the next session for musical theater. Like, anyone I knew in the theater community, like, was, like, very, very psyched for me. A, because I didn't actually do musical theater. Like, I hadn't studied singing. It was just, like, it made me feel very special. Right? Um, I did, I, got, I think I got waitlisted for straight theater. I did not expect to get anywhere with the musical theater thing, but I was so pleased to even be asked because it's that impressive right this motherfucker got in for straight theater just got in off the cuff uh like off the bat rather excuse me and then patrick wilson got in for straight theater then he basically emails them and says or contacts them you know this was a long time ago and says you know i think i'd like to do musical theater instead and they're like oh oh but you didn't audition so we haven't heard you like that wouldn't be fair he said it's okay and sent them a video of him in like a high school production of something. And their response was, Oh dear God. Yes, please. Thank you. And he won it at like an important award there. He has been Tony nominated. Like he's a huge musical theater deal. Um, because he's a, he's an impressive guy. Like it's gotta be somebody with that, with a lot of chops to hold down a role like this, where I can watch it for the second time, 10 years later, and still have questions about like, man, but what, what if you weren't bad? Like what I, how, what would it take for me to, to not hate him? Question. <laughs> yeah. If this movie had been about a teenage boy yeah. getting revenge on a pedophile for raping and killing another boy, would the audience, especially the male audience, feel as uncomfortable about the movie? Um, I think the audience would be much more uncomfortable, especially in 2005. Like that was a really different time period. And I mean, this is shitty to say it, but I think it would have limited the audience a lot. 
I think it would have been a much smaller audience. Well, yeah, we've referenced it already, the deliverance conversation about how there's nothing scarier than a man raping a man. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think it probably would have been too much. Yeah. Also, that line, when he tries to, like, push her buttons and she says, yeah, but didn't Roman Polanski just win an Oscar? Yep. But, like, not just women, but nobody cares about girls. Ooh. That it's not just gender. It is age. Age is important here. Yeah. Nobody cares about girls. Yeah. Fantastic. I screamed, yes, bitch, clapped my hands, startled my pets, freaked the fuck out because I had forgotten. Because the first time I heard that line, it wouldn't have meant nearly as much to me. I didn't know as much. So, yeah. Fantastic point there. Because a teenage boy is already a man. Yeah. Yeah. And a teenage girl is already a woman, which means that a teenage boy is already omnipotent and a teenage girl is already ripe for the plucking. Right. Oh my gosh. Never really age out of that. No, no, you just age into it the second a single human man can recognize you as such. Mm -hmm. Fun talk. Wow. Oh my God. Just let's talk more about. Mm -hmm this stuff okay i don't know where i was going with my psychoanalysis chunk of this outline as if i thought we were not gonna spend an hour before this point (laughs) talking about pedophilia and sadism but uh oh but Haley's the sadist she wants him to suffer which I feel like is still, like, on the scale of shitty things to be into. Yes. Way down the line from pedophilia. Oh. Well, it's not even inherently shitty. No, right. Like, as long as it's consensual, who cares? Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, meet up with somebody who was like, hey, me too. Damn, let's do it. Like, you like that? I like this. Those fit nicely. Like, that's perfect. It's when it's not consensual that it's a little. Yeah, it's not consensual in this case, yeah. but also no. it's more of like a... It's revenge sadism kind of. I mean, I guess she's scratching an itch too, but it's like, I'm fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I just don't like him at all. And that is, y'all, listen, a lot coming from me who is a sucker for like a cute face. Yes, got a dimple in his chin and everything. Look at that boy. You put a sentence together and you're cute. It's a wrap. <laughs> Formerly, not anymore. I am very much in love with my boyfriend. So, not anymore. But at one time, I would have been like, let's go. As yeah. she lassos for the second time. Yeah, with my left hand. So, I really mean it. <laughs> so, I think originally I was going to have like a thing about conflict here. Just because, you know, we have character versus character. Haley versus Jeff. But then there's some self versus self here. With Jeff, which we've touched on a pretty good bit, he spends half this movie coming to terms with kind of who he really is and what internal conflict he has going on. So you put in there, why not Haley? And I don't think I even like thought about that because I was so on team fuck Jeff that I didn't even think about the fact that Haley is definitely a contender here. Yeah, I don't think that she second guesses herself really at all like when we think she is she's faking it yeah i disagree completely i felt like i saw it so much more frequently this time than the first time the first time i remember her being so sure and even-handed and this time there were so many moments where he couldn't see her at all like she had either incapacitated him or she was in a different room or like watching her have that conversation with judy yeah i was like oh she is whipping pole to pole in that way that is so hard to do after you're not a teenager anymore uh, whipping pole to pole between like i have never been wrong in my entire life and my entire life is about to come crashing down the second but that was my interpretation of what I was seeing. But I felt like I saw so much of the waver or the grapple. And it makes so much sense when you get to this reveal at the end that she's already mansoned the other guy. Because mm-hmm. early on, he tells her, you have to live with this for the rest of your life, right? Don't put yourself through this. Serial killer. Oh, those lines. Okay, I'm going to come back to those. But Megan, what do you think? Did she second guess herself? I think maybe a couple times, but not to an extent. I think she may have started to, but backed out of it so quickly. I don't think she ever fully had any real moments of much self-doubt. Nothing felt authentic to me with her self-doubt, though. Well, maybe the doubt is the consequences, then. Not what she's doing, but yeah. face-to-face with how it could turn out for her. That, that may be more so what was happening. That makes sense. Yes. Right. Mary, you have a serial killer behind you. Do not panic. Um, is it small and blonde? Yes. Is it a female? Yes. Maybe. Is she extremely attractive? I don't know. I don't know. There's a baseball cap covering a face. Oh, God. Definitely a serial. No, it's my best friend from college, Taylor. Hi, everybody. Hey, Taylor. Hey. Is Taylor a serial killer? Blink twice if you need me to call the cops. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Mary's just straight up eyeballs emoji right now. <laughs> Taylor, are you a serial killer? She said definitely. Ah, oh, shit. Okay, so I had a new question. Yes. I had a question about Haley second-guessing herself. Okay. And I don't think that this is a second guess, but Megan, I want to know, why doesn't Haley actually castrate him? Ooh. That is kind of a second guess, though. But she never planned to. She had the tape. Yeah. Yeah, because then she's an actual criminal. Yeah. Mm. At that point, then she's actually guilty. It's no longer just a big mind game anymore. And that might not be the type of sadism that she's into. It might not be like physical harm or pain that she's really into. She's just here for the mind fuck. Okay. And she definitely got a big reaction from him just simply being like, I'm going to chop your balls off. That was my thinking was that it, because it makes her an actual, but prosecutable criminal in a way that almost nothing else she's done. Like there's a bunch of other stuff she did that's terrible, but once he's just a dead body, no one would even know. Yeah. Yeah. Plus like. I was thinking, like, well, what about B and E? What about assault and battery? And I'm like, nobody's gonna. No one's gonna buy it. No one's gonna buy it. Mm-hmm. Also, I really love that they cast Ellen Page for this character because she does look so much younger. Uh-huh. Yeah, and she is. And I just remember the the first time watching it and this time watching it. Whenever she like flashes him for a second, not for real, but like yeah. she pulls her shirt up for a second. I remember being like, damn, what has she been doing to get abs like that? Get it, girl. Oh, my gosh. When she's, like, dancing on the couch? No, in the coffee shop when she tries on the shirt that he buys her. Oh, yeah, that too. I remember being like, holy shit. Like, it took me off guard because that's such, like, an adult feature. Yes. You know? Yeah, I really didn't actually watch any of the rest of the movie. Yes. That's all I could think about. Oh, yeah, no, I know. I saw her abs, and then I was like, fuck it, just turned it off. Yeah, when she was dancing on the couch with her shirt up, and she was like, shoot me, take my photograph the entire time. I was just like, what does she do? Right, I don't think the point is for us to be enthralled with her beauty, like her being sexy, because she's yeah. supposed to be 14. But I do remember being like, that's a huge tell, because I don't know anybody. Like, when I was 14 in locker rooms all the time who had abs like that. Like yes, that's no. that's an adult feature. That is a yes. secondary sex trait. Like, yep. That's. <laughs> I'm not trying to be gross or anything, and I'm not trying yeah. to sexualize her. And I don't no, think that, you don't have that at 14. I, well, I damn sure didn't. I don't have it now. I mean, but I just I remember being like super impressed, and also being like it was a nice like storytelling element because she's fucking ripped, man. Yeah, like, she's she is an athlete, right? You have to be. Yeah. Anyway, I felt like we had to at least acknowledge how much exercising Ellen Page must have done and respect it because what incredible resolve. For sure. For sure. For sure. Does anybody have any like wrapping up thoughts? I have one. Okay. I want to hear it. So whenever she fakes being weak, he tries to get it in again. Oh my god! Did you guys notice that? Whenever she's yes. like, "Well, what if, what if this?" and he's like, "Oh, I'll do this and this, and then you know, and in four years, I'll forget all about it." And she's like, mm, "You're still gross. That was a test, yep. and you failed yeah, miserably. You are bad, and you should feel bad." That's right. I don't come bad people feel bad. <laughs> like we're giving you a chance to redeem yourself, and you just keep digging a hole. Yes, exactly. But the part to me that made me. And I try really hard to be, like, very quiet during movies, even if I'm watching them by myself. Because it is a pet peeve when people, like, talk over movies I haven't seen. But there was a part when he was trying to talk her out of doing stuff to him. And he's like, when you hurt someone, it changes you. Do you remember this? Yes. I mean, I hated him the whole time, but that was the line he delivered when I was like, fuck you. Fuck you. That's so terrible that you would say that because you've been hurting people your whole life through your photography. And then you watch this girl get murdered, which, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Like Two glasses of wine, Mary Kay says he did. So that is the damn truth. I stand by it. (laughs) Yeah, two glasses of Mary Kay. Two glasses of Mary Kay wine is not a lie, maketh. I want that on a shirt. (laughs) We should make shirts. (laughs) You should tattoo that on my body. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Done. Yep. Also, that was a really smart point. I actually had not put that together at all. Yeah, he's trying to mindfuck her. Thank you for being smarter than me. It's just really helpful. I don't think it's being smarter. I think it's just like, I mean, one if you watch this again. One of us has to talk about and... cotton candy slime, and one of us has to talk about actual <laughs> storytelling. Remember when y'all had to drag me through Let the Right One In? Uh, I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like I'm making up for it. I am dead weight. Drag me through it. I almost put that on the calendar, even though it had nothing to do with the movie itself. I just thought it was really funny. So. 
I was so I don't know why I just had like nothing smart to say about that movie that is beautiful and well done and I've loved it for years. I just my God, read me this closer immediately. Okay, so my thinking was uh, we talked about scary ass pink bedroom. What would be the thing in a dude's bedroom that makes you leave immediately? My God, all right, I'm gonna call my husband out because (laughs) I love him dearly. Obviously, I love him enough to spend all of my time with him and marry him and have a child on the way with him. He's incredible. He's perfect. I love him. Spit it out. (laughs) But (laughs) so when we first started dating, he's not the cleanest person. He's, he's incredible now. Like he's much better. I've trained him. Well, when we first started dating, you could tell that he tried to do like that really good, like quick clean before I came over for the first time. You're supposed to do that. Yeah. Where you can do like, he probably just shoved stuff in his bed or under his closet. And so we were hanging out, you know, it was late. We'd had a couple of beers, things progressed, but he has like a little night shelf next to his bed, not a night shelf, a bookshelf next to his bed instead of like a little nightstand or a bed table. And on the very bottom shelf, there were no books. There were books on all the other shelves, except for the very bottom shelf. And it just had bowls stacked on it where (laughs) he would get in bed at like 3 a.m., and eat cereal, and then put the bowl on the bottom Whoa. shelf and go to bed. Yes. Yeah. So I told him that night, I said, you're going to clean these dishes up or I'm never texting you back again. And we loaded the dishwasher drunk together, and then we had another date. Good job. <laughs> but if he wouldn't have cleaned those dishes up, I don't know where we'd be right now. I'd still be single. Mm, that's like. a dark timeline. I'm glad you did your fucking dishes, Andrew. <laughs> Who else is going to put up with me? Andrew's so patient. That's true. No one else is going to put up with my He's bullshit. pretty great. He is pretty great. Mary, what's your answer? Mein Kampf. Oh. Yeah. Okay, that was a real quick <laughs> answer. That was, that was a real fast answer. Just, I, I really thought I would shut it down. I didn't expect to go second, so. <laughs> I don't have a good answer. I feel like there are, I had a lot of oh no no's because I was single for a really long time to the point where my mom was like, you're going to rule out every single person. And I was like, we're your fucking standards. Every single person, but one, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm actively trying to not waste my time. Don't Raylene. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I love you. Raylene. Okay. Walked into a dude's room (laughs) and the thing that makes me leave immediately. No sheets. Just like a bare mattress. Yep. Is that a thing that people do? Yes. That's disgusting. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, you can tell if it's like I stripped the bed and the sheets are in the dryer. That's different. If the bed's on the floor and you have like a flag pinned to the wall with thumbtacks, no. But also like if your sheets are in the dryer, maybe just be an adult and have two sets of sheets. I mean, sure. But you haven't been like, these are my favorite ones. I'm going to wash and dry them. Oh, my friend wanted me to go out with her. Now I'm going to put these back on when I get home. I've done that before. Not me, because I have dogs, and my dogs are going to be like, you know what I'm about to do? Wallow on this bare mattress and ruin it. Yeah. Also, if they have animals on their bed, that's a deal breaker for me, too. Oh. I feel like most people, it's not a deal breaker for. But for me. My puppies are in my bed. If you don't let dogs in your bed, I can't trust you. We'll see. I mean, I mean, I feel like mine comp is like... We're all going to... I think we can all agree that that's (laughs) probably a no. Also, um, and this I've actually done before. Uh, Confederate flag memorabilia. Oh, yeah. No. no. Nope. Bye-bye. No, nope. thank you. Nope. But history, Mary Kay. For me, those are in the same camp. Yeah. They're not the same, and I know that, but also, like, I don't have time to explain to you why they're, why they're kind the of same. similar. Yeah. Yeah, that's why 2018 was a great year. Just no white dudes. Didn't have to teach anybody shit. I feel like that's not fair. I mean, it worked out that way for me, which was nice, is what I'm saying. Not for everybody, for me. Go against your experience or anything, but I feel like not. I knew we couldn't make it through an episode without shitting all white dudes. We were doing so well, especially because this one was so easy to shit on. Speaking of shitting on white dudes, lived experience, Confederate flag memorabilia, and my comp. Coming up next, airing on February 1st. Wait, I have to tell you one more thing that's gross that Jeff did that has nothing to do with pedophilia. He's also a plagiarist. That's it. Okay, I'm done. Go ahead, Mary. Happy Black History Month, everyone. We're going to be doing Tales from the Hood. Uh, coming up February 1st. Uh, actually was a good segue. Really- I'm sorry I wrecked it. 
for once, I have the good segue, and y'all just usually I'm the one wrecking a segue. I was gonna say that's karma. Well, okay, okay, back then I don't feel bad. Oh, no, no, it's perfect. That's what you deserve. So, everyone, get hype. It's going to be fun. We've got a lot of really good stuff coming up. In fact, we're all so psyched about everything we've got coming up that we planned out pretty much the first half of yep. the year already. Please do continue listening to us, even after this. Um, we did fine on this. <laughs> and buy our calendar. Yes. You're going to love it. It goes through January 2020, so, like... You've got plenty of time. Yeah. Please buy the calendar. I spent a fair amount of my Christmas holiday when I should have been hanging out with my mother doing that. It's really beautiful. And then I showed it all to her and she said she liked all of it except for the bad cusses. So like all of them. Like nine out of 12 pages. Yeah. Especially November. I didn't show her any of the pages where I said the cusses. So she thinks y'all are just terrible. Okay, so you did not show her November. I did not, no. What was November? For like a motherfucker? No, November's the witch. Fuck it. Ride over (laughs) to hell, bitch. Fuck it. (laughs) All right. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.